The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello and welcome back, my friends. Thanks for joining us as we jump into another book of the Bible here at the Source of Truth podcast. Uh, In case you're new to this, one of the things we strive to do is we go verse by verse, section by section through different books of the Bible. The goal is to be a bit conversational as we will open up uh, some truths and explain a bit of what's going on. Our desire is also to recognize that anytime we look into the truth of the Word of God, there is practical application for us to take. So we want to teach and share some truth and practical application that we believe will be a help uh, in your life because we believe that's what the Word of God is. Uh, we are in the book of Jonah, so if you're following along on a phone or a tablet or whatever, uh, we're going to be in Jonah chapter 1. Now, let me challenge you on this. Jonah is one of those stories that, especially if you've been in church for a period of time, it's easy to look at it and kind of come to the conclusion I know everything, I've heard everything, and just kind of let these things pass by. Let me encourage you, not because I'm teaching it. I, I, let me encourage you, because anytime you come to the Word of God, I really challenge you to come to the Word of God with an open mind. What can I learn? The Bible is quick and powerful. It's alive. It works in our heart. Uh, all that being true, when you consider that, I can go back to a section of Scripture that I have looked at many, many times, and the events of my life right now might dictate that God's going to open up something and help me to see something that otherwise I have not seen. So I challenge you to not just kind of disappear from this because it's a story that we hear a lot about when you're story we often tell uh, growing up in church, and so we encourage you to uh, stick around. Also, one of the things I want to challenge us on is a lot of times we go to this, and if you know anything about the story of Jonah, Jonah ends up in a, in a whale, then he, he's just he's angry. He doesn't want what God wants. God wants to bring uh, revival to Nineveh, as we, I guess, the best term to, to call it. Uh, Jonah doesn't want that. And a lot of times what people can see is they can see a bit of an angry God because of what he does to Jonah. So we hope to be able to explain a bit of not only what's going on, but some of why. Some of the picture that we see, I do believe that the Bible is a full narrative of the gospel. So we're going to make some, we're going to make some connections. We're going to be able to see how some of what is in the book of Jonah is a picture of what Jesus will do for us. And so um, we're just going to try to be able to dig in and see how it compares to other scripture, and I I think it'll be a help, and I hope it'll be an encouragement. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. So let's take, just unpack a little bit what we've read here to get us an understanding of the context. Um, we jump in right away, and uh, Jonah is kind of part of the school of prophets. He's uh, a contemporary of Amos and Hosea, um, so they're you know part of the, all part of the northern kingdom. So when God reaches out, it's not like Jonah's the only one that he could have reached out to, and he reaches out. Please understand, if he had been a prophet, he had been through training, he would have been given God's hand upon him and crying out against cities, crying out against uh, wicked leadership was something they did. You go back and study Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, these different uh, Daniel, these different prophets, Isaiah. Uh, intriguingly enough, while they were used of God, 
um, to cry out. That doesn't always mean that they had a huge following. In many occasions, these men were not liked by the leadership they were called to preach against uh, simply because of what they were preaching. They were called, uh, they, were, they were there to call out the sin of Israel. When Israel was given a command, they were called to preach against it. And so, not a big surprise, they were not always liked. Uh, so, Jonah knew this. It's not abnormal. And so he gets the call um, from God to go to, to uh, now let, let's again look at Jonah. The word Jonah actually is the word dove, the name dove, Amittai, or Amittai, however you want to say it, um, comes from, it's, it's the definition of that is the truth of God. Uh, and so the son of David, son of the truth of God. It, and he's really, it, it's just a picture of who this man was. A lot of times what we do when we go to, at least I have, we go to the story of Jonah. It's easy if you're not careful. It's easy to look at that story and only and only see a bit of a, an angry man, a frustrating man, and you say, "Well, why would God even ask him to do this? He wasn't really submissive. He didn't make sense." Um, and at this point, he he was a truthful, effective prophet for God up to this point, and he still was at this point. Uh, there was just some things that he did not want to do. So we get the command, and he says, go to Nineveh, that great city. To be honest with you, as we study a bit of history, we don't know a huge amount about Nineveh. God calls it the great city, so we do get the conclusion that it was not a small town. Uh, it was a larger city, would have been a city probably that had the modern uh, amenities and technologies of the day, uh, but much like sometimes these cities do, obviously, it was it's a great city, it was a large city, but he says, I want you to cry out against it for the wickedness that come upon me. Now, I want you to contemplate something that is true in today's day, but true in those days. How wicked should a city have become that God wanted it to send somebody and say, the wickedness is coming up before me. I mean, it, it, I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah had to get to the point where, a lot, where Abraham was not able to find 10 righteous people in that city. Uh, so you have to understand how you, you look a little bit the long suffering of God. You know, you think of a, some of the nations in our world today and the wickedness that's happening, and yet God still holds out His wrath. Well, He's holding it out because there are churches like ours, people like us. This, there are people still striving to follow, and as long as there's that remnant, God will still use them. Uh, so just think about how wicked this place would be. And so He goes to Jonah. Now you would think this, okay? Uh, Jonah's a prophet of God. Jonah's one who's been used of God to preach against the wickedness, and now he's being sent to one of the more wicked cities. You know, you think about it, if he was the standard everyday preacher, he'd be like, it's about time God's sending someone down there to preach again. It's about time he's doing this. And yet in this scenario, that's not the case. In this scenario, that's not what's taking place. What we see here, he's cried against it. And what does it say in verse 3? Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish, and he paid the fare thereof, went down into it to go with him to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. The two things that we see a lot, uh, I mean, if you look at it, you see Nineveh, uh, one thing we see about Tarshish is if you were to pull up on a map, it literally is the exact opposite direction of Nineveh. Nineveh will be one direction. Uh, he was going to Tarshish as far away as he could. Um, one, he paid, he goes down to Joppa, find, basically a port, um, finds an opportunity to find a boat. Okay, where are you going? He goes, and he just went down looking. Okay, the guy's told me to go to Nineveh. I'm going to go as far away as I can. But the key that was stated more than once in this passage is he was striving to get away from the presence of the Lord. So it was more than just, I don't want to do this. 
He's like, not only do I not want to do this, I want to get as far away from God as I can. Now, so what we see now, what we can gather a little bit as you study, and this is going to be some from history, some from the opinions of theologians and commentators, things of that nature. But what you're getting down to is, is because the place was so wicked, it seems like Jonah was over there like they deserve your, your wrath, God. God, he knows that if he doesn't, God's going to pour his wrath out on the city of Nineveh. Uh, so God, obviously, I don't think it takes much for us to come back and conclude that it's exactly what God wanted, I mean, excuse me, exactly what Jonah wanted God to do. So he thought, if I just go away at some point, God's going to do that. And, and so kind of what we, some of the conclusion we come to is that maybe Jonah thought he could manipulate this, get away, and God will destroy Nineveh. It might have been a filthy place. It might have been a place that persecuted Christians. It just There might have been a place where Jonah's like, they, they deserve it. And he's like, if I just disappear and not do this, then God will take care of it. Sometimes we do that, though. Sometimes we, if we're not careful, we think we can manipulate the scenario. Uh, God ended up using Jonah. But I often wonder if God could have just called someone else to go down there, right? He was trying to teach Jonah. He was trying to show that even though Jonah was not, did not like them, he was angry in all of this, uh, he was still going to be used of God. Uh, we'll talk about really how that kind of unfolds and really how God used Jonah against his own will. But so what we see is, though, he runs from the presence of God. And it's intriguing that it's stated more than once in this passage. And why is that? Uh, this is a prophet. This is somebody who was aware of Scripture, aware of truth. And so what do I gather from that? he would have been aware that he could not have gotten away from the presence of God. He would have been aware of that. I think it's intriguing to me sometimes that when we're trying to get what we want, when we're trying to not want to submit to what God is doing or God is bringing into our life, sometimes we, we think things that we know otherwise are inaccurate. And we, we look at this and we say, okay, this is what God wants, so I'm going to go the opposite. He knew very, very well that he was not going to get away from the presence of God, and yet that was his intention. And a lot of times when we want to disobey God, it's amazing some of the things that we have convinced ourselves to be true that we otherwise know for a fact are not. Uh, and it's an intriguing principle there, and it's something that, you know, a little bit later when the storm comes, Jonah knew exactly what was going on. He was aware of this. Uh, and sometimes, no matter how much truth we have, we, we tend to go against it. And I guess my challenge today is that God's plan, we will see, God's plan does not always make sense. And God's plan does not always seem to be exactly what we would want. Um, because we're selfish and we can tend to want things that are not in God's plan. And God, you know, God wants to bring thousands, if maybe tens of thousands, if not more people back to him. And Jonah's like, I don't want anything to do with that. So even the entire premise of him as a prophet, uh, he's ignoring all of this. And so he's allowed something to get in to change everything that he normally would do. Uh, and so we see that. And it's easy for us to pull from that, to be just come, come like that. God wants this. We want something else. And there becomes this turmoil between the two of us. And, and let, may we realize that the greatest way that we can see God work in our life and see his blessing in our life is submission. Uh, you're not going to manipulate God to do something. And frankly, the best place of blessing and encouragement we can get from God is in the center of his will. And so may that be our desire and learn from as Jonah, who instead of running, instead of thinking he can do something he cannot, uh, help us to say, Lord, I don't fully understand and, and ask for his grace to be able to follow through in obedience to God. 
Well, we do appreciate the opportunity to be a part of your day. Thanks for joining us as we jump into this new book. Uh, it won't take as long as the book of Matthew did. Obviously, it's only four chapters, but we will take our time as we go through it and learn from the history, the context, and everything going on that we can uh, be encouraged and we can learn as much as we can about what God's trying to teach us from this book. We do appreciate the time you've given us. Hope you join us again next time.